Well, greetings, adventurers and adventuresses from all across the wilds of Internet land. Welcome back to Tales from the Jungle Cruise. All right, my vacation is over. Yay! Thanks for bearing with us while I took a little trip up to the amazing greenness that is Seattle, Washington. Two weeks of rain, green, and beer, and it was awesome. Now, most awesome of all was that I got to spend about eight hours of my time up there chatting with Jungle Cruise skippers. So over the next six or seven weeks, you're going to get to hear a sequential unveiling of the time that was had in Seattle. Now, it all starts at a little bar in the West Lake Union District of Seattle with a skipper we knew as the Boy of Summer, Skipper Matt Neary. Now, Matt was the casual temporary of the jungle, which meant that every year he'd stroll onto the dock and we knew that summer had begun. So Matt and I kicked back some beers, had a delicious lunch, and recounted our time at Jungle. Now what else do we have in store for you? Next week we join the adventures of Skipper Mike Robles' return to the Jungle Cruise as our first return guest. Now he's joined by, drumroll please, wait drumroll, where's my stinking drumroll? Okay, the drumroll machine is broken, now where did I put the receipt? This thing is still under warranty. Anyway, Mike is joined by skipper Adam Rotella, which is very exciting to anyone who worked in the early knots. Or anyone who uses the phrase early knots. Never mind. We had a fantastic time taping, and there's a lot of surprises coming there as well. All right, so here's the major disclaimers and warnings. The entirety of my time spent in Seattle was spent in bars, mostly with other skippers. If, for some unknown reason, you haven't figured out that this podcast occasionally uses foul language, tells stories that border on the edge of Disney magic, and is most emphatically not for kids, well, you have been warned again. This is Tales from the Jungle Cruise, not a journey into story time, featuring the Storytime Canal Boats. We're going to be indulgent and fun, and maybe we'll have a contest at the end of it for the person who correctly identifies the number of adult beverages consumed in the duration of taping these episodes. Oh, you know, and one more thing. If you haven't already, go over to Joey and Trevor's podcast and listen up. They've got new episodes. They're great. And Trevor and Joey are two of the finest examples of humanity that you'll ever find. Go listen. Joey and Trevor on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Now, finally, we're going to uh, go into this episode all tiki style. Happy 50th anniversary to Walt Disney's Enchanted Break Room, or Tiki Room. Well, not really, okay, but this is close enough. It's time for Johnny Aloha's Enchanted Lava Palooza Tiki Room. Oh, buenos dias, senor. My siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Welcome to Johnny Aloha's Enchanted Lava Palooza Tiki Room. Hey, Michael, mi amigo, pay attention. It's show time. So it is. And what a darling song we have in store for you. Pierre, you rascal, you. Let's put on the show. Mon ami, I am always ready, as you say, to put on the show. <whistles> oh, pardon, madame. That whistle was for my good friend Fritz. Ach, du lieber. I almost fell out of mine upper perch. <laughs> My goodness, you're all staring at us. We'd better start the show rolling. How about a summertime song from Cisco? Ole, ole, Cisco. Wait, wait, we forgot to wake up the Glee Club. This thing right here is letting all the ladies know what guys talk about. Hey, you know, the finer things in life. Jawohl, sing it, Johnny. 
Ooh, that dress so scandalous And you know another brother can't handle it So you're shaking that thing like who's the ish With a look in your eyes so devilish She had dumps like a truck, truck, truck Thighs like what, what, what Baby, move your butt, butt, butt Let me see that thong, 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 thong Thong, thong, thong All night long, let me see that thong Such a good beat. Yeah, but don't you mean tweet? Boy, say. She had dumps like a truck, truck, truck. Thighs like what, what, what? Baby, move your butt, butt, butt. Let me see that thong, 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 thong. All night long, let me see that thong, 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 thong. I like it when the beat goes da 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 da. Baby, make your booty go da 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 da. All night long, let me see that thong, thong a thong a thong thong thong. Oh, me amigos, that was muy muy bueno. Halt! You will show us your immigration papers, Snell. Come on. Uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, this new place, we actually close. We don't see any patients from noon to three every day. Yeah. So, like, I'm forced. You're to, forced to go out and have a nice afternoon. And, right. And uh, it's funny because you almost have to leave work to not stay and do work at work. All right. Kind of like, uh, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a task now, but for my task, I'm going to stay in the shipping office the entire time. It's not really a break, but it's a break. You know, it's not I, really. I always love that, that one, once an hour we get that rotational break. Yeah. But they, they started making it so that you weren't allowed to have a break. Right. It's like, okay, you get two a day on an eight-hour shift, but the other hours right. you got to go and... And do, a, and do a task? Yeah. I'm going to go move but, strollers from the entrance of the Jungle Cruise the, to the, Fantasyland. The, the task is very seldom. Let's go have a beer or a burger. But that's way more fun. It is much more fun. So how long have you been uh, uh, up in the beautiful confines of Seattle, Washington? Uh, moved up here in July of 2007, so that was almost six years ago. You were... You know what? I don't think yeah, you weren't there when I came back on the second run. Um, and I'll, I'll spice this part into that. Uh, hey guys, we're in Seattle. Beautiful, sunny, gorgeous, no rain in sight. Seattle talking to a. No, uh, no, no. It's gloomy and and rainy. Yeah, don't move and here. No, don't it's bring terrible. Your money no your one economy. should come here. Uh, uh, business trips, yes, but residents, no. There's no available housing. It's too expensive. Live, it's live act, in it's, everywhere else. It actually looks like it, it uh, got ripped out of the, the pages of Dwell magazine. It's gorgeous. There's more nice lofts. LA is awful to live in. Well, and we are in the in the in the bosom of Amazon.com right here. <laughs> literally, this is the bosom the, building it's, there, it's, building there. It's We're, actually the Amazon Strip Club. There's actual the bosoms. Yes. There's actual bosoms. Um, so anyway, uh, Skipper Kyle is always uh, chatting with. I, I made a mistake. I called someone an ex-skipper the other day, mm-hmm. and there are no ex-skippers. There are just people who are no longer employed by Disneyland. I, I would like to call myself uh, a recovering skipper. Recovering skipper, yeah, you're like you're you're always an addict. You're never not an addict. You're just in recovery. So I'm just I'm a skipper in recovery. Uh, so Skipper I Matt think. Neary, everyone. Um, so does, is your um, since you're on that topic, how does how does you, did you find a woman who can put up with this? 
because it really is a mental. They just came out with a new volume of the DSM, you know the yep. the, the and uh, diagnostic actually, and statistical manual, I believe. That is exactly what it means. So you have a hundred points on the board now with your knowledge of general trivia. Let's lovely, go for the two hundred point level. Um, did you find someone who can put up with this crap? Because I just did. I just got engaged. You know, in the fall of last year. Uh, yeah. does, does she tolerate you, or does she have the same sense of humor? Or? She 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 does more than tolerate. She embraces me. <laughs> um, Is that to stop you from talking? No, it's usually to stop her from talking. No, we uh, we actually were one of the few success stories of uh, eHarmony.com. Thank uh, you so much. We it, it was a magical day. I was 45 minutes late for our first date uh, to a bar. I had run into. We were playing the University of Notre Dame. Okay. The next day in football, and I ran into someone that I'd been talking to, talked to on the phone for a long time. Finally, meet him face to face, and uh, run into him on the way to meet her. Then I get lost, so I'm about 45 minutes late. Um, and as it turns out, a big talking point for us and something that we had in common. She grew up up here, just north of Seattle, in a little town called Marysville. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, her family uh, and father, very particularly, uh, cheers, sir. Oh, cheers! Absolutely, clink. Um, so I'm 45 minutes late for our date, uh, and she, actually, uh, similar to myself, she enrolled in the college program out of Washington State University with the great Walt Disney Company. So she went to Florida during my... So she was in the Florida program, and yeah. you were in the Anaheim program. Yes. The California or the college program in California is much, much, much smaller oh, yeah. Yeah. than, uh, I don't know if you've talk to Mark Duas. I have uh, Mark is a current employee. Oh, so sadly, so he's un, 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 he's untouchable. Oh, it's uh, that's too sad for the gay community and Mark. Uh, you know what? Mark is Mark's a great guy. I really I, I like Mark. He a actually, lot. I think he just went into emerging leaders. Really? Something he just moved up in some way, what? shape, or form. I know yeah, he he's opened Luigi's Tire yeah, Factory no, or whatever I, I that love Mark. attraction's yeah. called. Uh, uh, anyway, so Mark did the college program in yep. Florida. So. Uh, Jane went out into the college program in Florida, so we, uh, and she worked in uh, outdoor vending in Tomorrowland, uh, which is where I got my start. So in at Disneyland, so I started in vending at 16. So you had a, you had a parallel lives. Yeah, this is sounding like a Tom Hanks movie. Yeah, it's you know the, I was late. You know when I get to the, when I get there, she's like, oh, I have to go pick up my buddy from work in 45 minutes. Okay, three hours later, we're still hanging out at the bar. I just, he took a cab home. I just feel like it was. They were star-crossed lovers. <laughs> Two different coasts. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna so, put some reverb on that later. That'll sound kick-ass. That'll be nice. Coming soon to a theater near you. I wonder if that guy who does all the movie theater trailers, like his wife, gets sick of him at the. Do you think honey, he, what's do you, for dinner? Do you think he talks like that at home? Though? I think he does. I think he talks like that all the time. I think it makes foreplay really awkward. He, yeah. You know, a little sweet talk with his wife. Do, and, do you think he just breaks it out at, at random times? I like think, he'll, uh, you know, get in the cab. Where to, son? I'd like to go. You know, he just he just breaks into it. Is I think that... it'd be awesome if he was if he had like had a midlife crisis or whatever, and then became a priest. Because couldn't you imagine like breaking out the the world will end tomorrow voice? Yeah. doing a sermon. Not that I've been in church in twenty years. He uh, um, he would probably have very good attendance. Yeah, that'd be his great. Masses. That'd be top notch. Yeah, I think so. So by the way, the beer is stellar. Excellent. It, it's super super good. Great. Mine too. I don't know if you're a... How did you go wrong? Yeah, PBR. Have you, are, you, are you a stout guy at all? Yeah, I like it all. Oh, this shit's amazing. This, yeah? Uh, what was it? It was the uh, Pothole filler. filler Imperial Stout. Uh, um, How Sound? Yeah. In from Squamish? Uh, Squamish, B.C. 
Nine percent alcohol, which Good at uh, one o'clock in the afternoon is the proper amount. Yeah, I concur. So, but uh, so no, so uh, it's funny. I actually met my my lady on OK Cupid. Okay, which is Cupid. yeah, the OK Cupid is kind of the um, it's it's like the nerd version of what eHarmony is for Christians. Because you know eHarmony is a very strong like there's a very big presence. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, of, of in the Christian community. Oh yeah, eHarmony what, is. What, the, what about what about Christian Mingle? Isn't that the, is that J date or no no J date is is just Jewish, for members yeah. of the tribe. Yeah. Um, no, but actually eHarmony um, has really strong selection filters toward particular Christian you know really? breakdowns. And I I applied. I actually had a letter from eHarmony saying that they could not find me a match. No. They they sent me this form letter basically saying we're sorry at this time we have no matches for you on our service, uh, which luckily that's before you pay any money. But yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't match up. Wow. So I'm, I was a failure. But I was uh, okay. Cupid's a percentage thing. Okay. So I was a ninety-seven percent match with my my fiance. Okay. So so much more uh, how I met your mother. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. kind of one. Yeah. Hold on, you met my mother. I haven't. How did that work out? No, you you met my mother apparently. Yeah. Hey, no, I don't no, know. There's a family resemblance, though. Yeah. Other, other than the incredibly the, blonde the, hair, the, the paleness, the the, 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 the heavy setted, heavy, yeah. you know, comes from many many uh, grilled cheeses at the in between. Hey, you know what? We're doing grilled cheese at our uh, at our wedding reception. Good for you. Six different kinds of grilled cheeses, five hundred bottles of craft beer. Oh, so. that that sounds like a terrible time. Yeah, um, uh, it's going to be kind of an awesome little. Got to, I, I, I've been. I've been joking with uh, Chris Hames that we should uh, run a contest on the podcast so that someone can come to the wedding from the audience. So, oh, because we—it's funny. I, each episode in the in a twelve-year lifespan, you'll have about twenty-five hundred people that will listen to this. You've so, been going for twelve years. No, no, no. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, for each episode. Okay. So when you um, when you spread that out, yes, yeah, so we're about one hundred and fifty thousand total downloads. But forty episodes right now. Started with Benny and Kaz, okay. So they started. I've had uh, a lot of people. You should listen to it. It's a good time. I, you know, I actually I did. I had to drive to the lovely Tri Cities of Washington, Richland, Pasco. <laughs> wait, and, wait, there's a lovely Tri Cities well, of Washington. It's the typical skipper sarcasm. Yeah. Uh, of which I was to, very to, very to, to good our left, at. We'll see a nuclear power plant. Yeah. Uh, so driving out there, I uh, didn't want to listen to the radio. Didn't want to burn data on my phone. So I downloaded. All the podcasts. Very cool. And I got to listen to the entirety of uh, uh, Adam Tyler. The Adam Tyler one was a lot of fun. We actually met in, and, in a bar. Yeah, oh yeah. And um, and there was a motorcycle rally apparently going on, on, fucking going on by. the street. It was the worst sound quality I had my entire yeah. time taping. So. And, and uh, his trainer was actually Kelly... Uh, was it Kelly Pitts? Yes. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly Pitts York. Yes, Kelly, Kelly York. Uh, yeah. And I got to train the same weekend as Adam with... Brian Vestal, mm-hmm. uh, who is uh, known for his Vonage commercial back in the day. I actually looked him up the other day on IMDb, and uh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and that guy was Thanks. that guy was a trip. He uh, he thought he was Maynard. And See, I don't even think Maynard is Maynard anymore. No, he's not. I actually I went to so we were on vacation in uh, California for a wedding uh, last week, the week before last. Uh, and I had not been to the park since since I got walked out, which I'm still angry about because I wanted to keep my ID and all my all that shit. Um, but uh, wait, a Jungle Cruise skipper getting fired? How? No, no, I didn't get fired. Oh, no. oh you I just, just walked, walked out, out on, on your, my last day. On your last. Okay, so you actually had 
you had the official last day. Uh, yeah, uh, it. Uh, all of their, this is all delicious up here. It is. It's all, um, all the mustards and. Well, stuff. Yeah, I mean they're known for their pretzels. So you throw mustard on a pretzel and. Um, we should plug. We're at Brave Horse in uh, South Lake Union, in Seattle. Come here. We should delicious. do a Skipper restaurant review as our next uh, podcast we're doing. Eat like a skipper. Shitty and with beer. So, um, yeah, no, my I was I was a product of Amanda and Kaz because Kelly Man, Amanda Case now or now Amanda na, now Amanda Case Amanda Taylor. Yeah. Oh, so um, yeah, we basically um, Kelly had to call out on the first day of training. Okay, so Amanda took over our training group that okay. had uh, myself, Greg Riley, who was my last uh, person I had on the show. Had him on the last few weeks. He uh, he recently changed jobs, right? He was with JetBlue for a long time. No, and no, now no, no. He's Greg's with... a teacher. Riley's a teacher. Oh, I'm thinking of Greg Morales. Yeah, yeah. Yep. No, so yeah, Riley's a teacher. He's actually moving back to California. Where does he currently reside? Uh, Chicago. Oh. So in that cold, nasty, horrible place where... So eating on a podcast, about the most boring thing ever. <laughs> Yeah, so I downloaded a bunch, uh, listened to the entirety of the Adam Tyler, um, and and listening to him talk about uh, the the courtship of, of Allison just cracks me up uh, because those those two girls was it, was got it pretty me. was it pretty accurate though um, yeah yeah those those two girls got me in a a almost got me in a heap of trouble. Uh, By the way, for those of you who don't know, go back a few episodes. Uh, Skipper Adam Tyler. Had a pair of groupies. That's not a nice way to say it, but they, they were. Well, um, and, and and they weren't initially just groupies of Adams. They were groupies of of the ride of the ride in yeah. in the summer of two thousand. I think was when it mm-hmm. when it went down. Um, and they it was just weird. They both lived in like Havasu. They were both probably sixteen at the time, um, and uh, and and moderately attractive for sixteen. Well, more year than olds. moderate. I mean, they they as they. Blossom to womanhood. <laughs> they are both lovely women, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's tough though because when you're 18 and you're 19, you're a skipper, and you get girls who are 17. You know, it's that that weird fine line, but right. not cross. Yeah, I was 30 when I was working there, so I didn't have <laughs> that problem. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> as you may not remember any of the girls I dated, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, backtracking a little bit. Yeah. So, two weeks ago, uh, we take vacation down to Southern California to see my mm-hmm. folks. Yeah. Go to one of my wife's friend's weddings in downtown L.A., which was awesome. It was in the converted penthouse at some hotel downtown. Awesome. She was the OVF? Yeah. The OVF? That's where Chris Hames got married. On the In the top? Like about four weeks ago. No shit. That was a, it was, it's awesome. Three or four weeks ago, he got married up there as well. That's weird. Uh, I'm gonna have to call that guy in the in the in the Disney realm. He's all uh, skinny now too. We isn't he? That, yeah, I don't. You know, what and this fuck? is like, yeah. Well, I think that he lost what we gained. But, although, <laughs> actually, I'm I'm sitting 60 pounds lighter than when I was at Disney. Yeah, I'm probably about 40. Yeah, I mean, I was sitting around 300 when I I was in a size 54 pant, and uh, I'm down to a 38 right now. So we just gave we gave an, a rock. Yes, there knuckle was a there. knuckle bumping there. Yeah, which. Um, yeah, very, I, very I don't manly. Yeah, I don't have that much testosterone normally. It's kind of a rare thing for me. <laughs> yeah, I think by in in my in my height when I was in vending, 
I think I was I was squeezing my ass into like a 48. So when did you start? What was your starting year? Uh, so I started. I got hired in October of 1998 mm-hmm. uh, into outdoor vending because the hiring manager was my sister's college program director. My sister was a recruiter in the college program yep. in Southern California. Oh, nepotism. Um, so th- luckily, uh, I tried to get hired. So I turned 16 in, in the end of May, so I tried to get hired that summer. They didn't have the staffing need for 16-year-olds because the limits are very, very Yeah, high. they only have a certain number of people right. who they bring on. So um, I went in after summer, got hired, got trained, worked uh, New Year's Eve 98, New Year's Eve 99 mm-hmm. in vending, and it was miserable. I hated outdoor vending, but it was the way to get in. So, so I, w- I was there for the 99-2000 rollover night on New Year's yeah. Eve. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking to be there on that night. It was brutal. I got, because I was under 18... We had to be off before 12.30. Yep. And with the walk times, I got released or whatever you want to say at 11.30. Yeah. But the outdoor vending warehouse is behind Splash. Yep. So trying to get to... Anywhere. To well, backstage was okay. Yeah, but trying to get across Main trying Street. Trying to get across to get Main a, Street. I wouldn't have bothered. I, you know, I don't think I've... One of the few stories that I have that I haven't rehashed because my memory sucks so much that I tell the same stories over and over... I was there the New Year's Eve rollover night to mm-hmm. 2000, and a lot of people of a certain age group may not remember that 13 years ago, this was pre-internet. Yeah. This was the night that the world was supposed to end. <laughs> we were expecting that all hell was going to break loose, um, and that every computer was going to fail in the world, mm-hmm. and that we would be mm-hmm. plunged into a state of anarchy on the world like the world has never seen before. Mm-hmm. So expecting this expecting that the world was going to end everyone apparently came to Disneyland and the management made what is I think one of the dumbest decisions possible yeah it's really good I think management made one of the dumbest decisions that they have now I mean there are others like you know the 24 hour Disney days yes I just saw that they did that on a grad night night so the park was open 24 hours with an extra 30,000 kids in the park for grad night not the smartest, but it's awful. So anyway, the management, and this is, this is pre-California Adventure, oh, decides yeah. that they are not going to stop entrance at Main Gate. So the park, which normally on a solid day, and I try to talk about these numbers, but it, it was probably 10,000 people over mm-hmm. what it should have been. I think the capacity is somewhere around like 90,000-ish. 70-ish. I, I, I don't think it's in the 90 range. Really? I think it's in the 70 range. But Okay. Um, well, that, that makes sense. Yeah. But it was a solid 10,000 people more than there should have been. And there was a delay in Fantasmic that night. So Fantasmic lets out right as the like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock fireworks hit so before all the countdowns Main Street becomes a knot no one can move right it's literally bodies pressed against bodies to a level that I've never seen in the, in the resort and then were, were you in as a guest? I was in as a guest <laughs> so you were in the masses of silly people oh yeah that I was, was a great idea because I had an, an annual passport or something at that point I think I might have gotten uh, I don't remember what it was comp ticket um and the point I knew that there was a problem was when the stroller got thrown through the window on Main Street. Holy shit. Because no one was able to move, and it literally bodies pressed against bodies. Mm-hmm. There were ladies getting groped. There were kids underfoot. And management didn't respond to it quickly enough to get people off of Main Street. Right. And we were probably half an hour in that position. 
Jeez. And I just deadlocked was, on Main Street, it was, unable to go anywhere. Yeah, it was one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever had in the park. It was pre pre hire. It was and yeah. You know, I hired in a California Adventure, spent a year a year or so, came over to Disneyland, worked Jungle, you know, a whole bunch of. So, um, when did you jump from outdoor vending to the real jobs? So <laughs> the real jobs. So the you know kind of the cutoff was they they couldn't have miners working in attractions was kind of the sure the problem. So uh, the reason I went into vending first was to become a cast member, so you could kind of get the inside track. So. I spent like the next four months trying to get a hold of someone in foods, not an outdoor vending. Maybe mm-hmm. it was a higher up manager in foods. They had, I remember at the time, the office was at the end of the men's upstairs locker room back behind Space Mountain, yep. way, way, way deep. I did have a locker at one point in time. As a casual temporary, I had a locker, which I loved Yep. so much. Uh, so I go back there to meet with someone, I don't remember her name, and... Basically pestering her to get a hold of someone in... Because I didn't just want to transfer to attractions. I wanted to transfer and get trained on the Jungle Cruise. I didn't want to go work on the routes. I didn't want to go work in Tomorrowland. I wanted to get trained on the Jungle Cruise. So uh, pester, 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 pester all spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, going into my junior year of high school. Uh, finally, you know, things end up working out and I get trained in the middle of June. Beginning of June uh, in 2000. 2000. And I had uh, Benjamin Raymond Lemaster III wow. as my as my very, on-site trainer, a very famous man. Um, <laughs> while we it was uh, it was back in the days of, of Harbor House. Yep. Uh, not too many people remember that instead of the Harbor Point. Um, and uh, my co-trainee Brian Vestal was late, so we had to go get a costume change of some nature. Uh, so uh, Benny and I sat uh, at Harbor House. Uh, just waiting for Brian to get his costume figured out. And uh, the first thing he does is show me his senior high school picture of him dressed as Dorothy. Uh, so I knew I was going to be in for a treat for a few days. Uh, and then had a, had a great training with Brian uh, and Benny. And then uh, just really started getting after it. So it was yeah. 13, 13 years ago. You know, it's funny that one of the Probably things- about like today, I would imagine. What's the 17th, 18th today? Uh, something like that. You know, the interesting thing that I hear about Jungle that I don't hear about any other attraction, when I came to Disneyland, this was where I wanted to work. There are only maybe, I can think of two other attractions in the park that get that. You want to guess what they are? I think there's one that might rival Jungle. Pirates of the Caribbean? Pirates is one. I think Mansion. Yeah. I think people people get into the Mansion mystique and the... I think people ask, look at working there, and then they get in there and realize it's like a goth treadmill. <laughs> it's like a goth exercise camp. My theory is that they put as many uh, ladies in their 50s and 60s there as possible mm-hmm. uh, to terrify guests that that's how, you know, they're going to look in that time. Because for some reason, they seem to put a lot of the older cast members at, at Mansion. Yeah? I've noticed that for some and, reason. And the, and the bustier cast members at Pirates. You know, but they... Uh, the corsets are gone, way gone. The corsets made an exit in like it's 04. A sad, it's a sad day. It was because you know if you're gonna put, you know put your best foot forward, you know I think that uh, put your best <clears throat> teat, teat forward. Well, I think there there are there was a type of woman who looked great in that costume, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, I think it really amplified most any woman who was working on that attraction's you know costuming needs. <laughs> yes. Um, 
Yeah, it's just it's tough. I mean, they they you know they quit being they quit hiring the pretty girls over into to fantasy land years ago. So mm-hmm. quit actually casting cast members. Yeah, they used to only pretty girls in in, mm-hmm. in fantasy land. That was the the seventies was all the blondes. Oh yeah. Skinny blondes would work in Fantasyland. In, in Lederhosen on Matterhorn. and Matterhorn or Storybook. And yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, there's these stupid, you know, equal opportunity laws that make it so that in some positions you can't hire just based on looks. When the union gets involved and that's all complicated. And... See, and I don't get it because you're, you're in a performance role in attractions. Yeah. Maybe outdoor vending, I can understand. <laughs> When, and, and, and some attractions more than others. I mean, when you're on when you're on the routes, you're not really doing much. You're realistically a button pusher. You know, you have very little minimal interaction with guests. Yep. But if you're on, and you know, I hate to go along with cliche, but on the west side, so much more than on the east side. But I mean, that's kind of how it used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much more guest interaction. There's so much more theming where people want the interaction. Where you know, in Tomorrowland, Fantasyland, like you're there to experience what's there, not. <laughs> the people that are there right you know it's funny i i will guarantee that um any of the twitter feeds that do uh, podcast reviews this will be the takeaway that they'll be like <laughs> which attraction has the ugliest cast members listen to the jungle cruise this time and let's be honest it really you know there are some places that i think toontown they hide all of the the lesser attractive cast members yeah toontown's not great yeah what do you uh, uh, Main Street, actually. Main Street. I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's... Uh, Main Street stores was yeah. was always a point where you wondered what the hell was going on there. Because there was a lot of people who were grandfathered in. Yeah. And there were, some, there were some ladies working Main Street stores into their 70s and 80s. And it was... I, I had a buddy in high school who's my age. When I was in attractions, he was in merch, and he was working at the Emporium. And he was 21, 22, working in the Emporium. And I'd, oh, swing, I'd swing through to see him, whatever, and be like... Josh, why? What are you doing, bro? Like, come hang out with all the young people. Let's, you know, like you don't need to be doing this stores. Yeah, but yeah. once you're once you're locked in, it's yeah. hard to get yeah, away. Yeah. Oh, and and I figured that. I mean, it was. I thought it was gonna be a lot easier to to get my transfer out of vending um, than it was. Well, I mean, it was. They phone suck calls in. every week. Phone calls every no, they, week. They suck you in. And I hated it. I hated outdoor vending. When I rehired in oh. Seven oh six. Um, it took me six months of constant whining to get my jungle knowledge back. Really? Well, how long had you been gone? Uh, about a year and a half. But what happened was that I was supposed to be trained on jungle, and uh, excuse me, can we get you another one? No, I'm actually finding the beer. Oh. But yeah, another PBR. Yes, please. Absolutely, I'll be back with more water as well. Do you want cool. to grab that plate out of your way? Yeah, I'm good. That's a great Let's pickle. Would you like my pickle? No, I. You I, can include that. I can, I can leave that yeah. in the podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> well, if only your wife knew about such things. <laughs> um, it's a fantastic pickle, actually. Um, but no, I I had to beg and plead because when I was in supposed to go back, yeah, my other trainee canceled, and rather than taking me and moving someone else into the other spl- slot, they moved me into an empty slot over at Indy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is the theory? The longer I go, the more I wonder if they just remembered who I was, and they because you know the first time I was around, I, I me and the OG had a loose relationship. 
kind of like the really hot roommate of your college buddy yeah, who yeah, was always yeah. around and you know you always were there oddly when she was getting ready for work for no reason you just happened to yeah. right yeah 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 it's a lo- very very casual relationship with the script <laughs> I had a very casual relationship with all of the people on the boat I didn't like looking at them <laughs> very much I liked you know actually pretending like I was steering but I wouldn't ever actually attempt to maneuver I just didn't like looking at them unless and you know it's it seems like the more and more I think about it, uh, there were a lot of women that would breastfeed on the Jungle Cruise. You know, what, I don't know if this is becoming a theme. It was for you that if other way. people notice it. No, or, you know what? This is the first time it's been mentioned, but you're right. Yeah. And now let, let's 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 preface this. The breast is a beautiful thing. Yes, 100. percent Nipples are fantastic. All and, nations, race, and, yes. And children should have the right to breastfeed. You know, in why, why should we stop at children? Yeah. Ab- well, there are some people who don't. <laughs> if you've seen Game of Thrones season one, you know what I'm talking about. I have. I'm a fan. Um, so, but ba- but I think you're right that when I look back on the Jungle Time, that the number of of you know mothers who've delivered and then bring their children, I think it's because it's covered. Yeah, seated, it's comfortable. Seated, comfortable. Ten minutes on a boat. It's about the right time. The other place that I, uh, Tiki Room was the other one. Yeah. Tiki Room was a big breastfeeding mecca. I was usually napping when I was in the show. Yep. Uh, or or trying to. It's flirt. hard. To, it's hard to hit that fifteen minute sleep sleep mode. Or trying to flirt with the, the with the chick at the Dole Whip stand to get a free Dole Whip float. You, you know, you, you wait till the end of the night. Yeah. And you get oh, yeah. it when they drain the machines. Oh, genius. Or uh, the night when they left the the cherries out. Oh. And uh, we just sat there and munched on maraschino cherries all night. Genius! I don't know why I've never thought of it. That. Was fantastic. Yeah, they lost, I was, they I was actually uh, cleaning out uh, my garage over the weekend, and and I found my box of, of goodies, and I found my original outdoor vending shirt. Yep. My original Tiki shirt. Mm-hmm. The bright orange yep. awesomeness. Uh, my jungle shirt. My thunder bandana. My complete canoe costume, which I don't know why I have the entirety <coughs> of that costume. Um, there were some people in that that costume that just you know some people hit that costume better than others. Oh, there. Oh, but I remember you were there before the landlock, before yep, it all went yep. down. I spent, and I, spent, I spent two summers on the canoes. Um, zero safeties on the canoes, by the way, uh, and I should have never gotten any safeties on the canoes on the jungle. I think I got two or three. Should have probably gotten seven or eight. Uh, and then the, you know the big one at Big Thunder. I you know I obviously got disciplined for that one. Uh, well, let's, let's preface that. Oh, yeah. So uh, in the summer of 2004, uh, I get cross-trained over to, to Thunder, uh, get called in for a day shift, working the shift, um, end up breaking the ride for the third time in a year. Uh, two trains collided on the main side of the station. Um, thankfully, no one was seriously hurt. We sent three Canadians to the hospital for about an hour and a half. But they were all fine, thankfully. I'm probably legally obligated to not talk about this, but I don't care. They okay. can come find me. Well, um, we, we do know that Disney Legal does listen to our podcast, so enjoy, guys. Pop some popcorn, some Orville Redenbachers, yeah. and enjoy. Come, come find me, uh, James Matthew Neary. I don't remember my employee ID number. Um, you could make it up, and that would have been yeah nine eight five two one one six eight. There you go. Um, you know, there's some kid at home <laughs> who's going to be getting oh, like fuck. a phone call. Yeah. Uh, so broke the ride, shut it down for the third time. No one seriously hurt, thankfully. Did a procedure out of order. Um, learned a tremendous amount about the ride. Um, and it was actually really funny. So my, I have two older sisters. 
Uh, one worked in foods, uh, and the other one actually worked on Thunder while she was in college. Um, and the the accident happened the day before her birthday. It was on July 8th uh, in 2004 at about 5.04 p.m. <laughs> Date I remember pretty good. I think sticks in your head. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ryan Hertel, former or, uh, recovering skipper, uh, constantly asked me for an autographed copy of the OSHA report bl- uh, naming me. Uh, I still owe that to you. Sorry, Ryan. You probably don't listen to this, though. Uh, so, so really, who does is the big, bigger question. Not enough people. Not is enough the people. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> next night was my sister's birthday. Uh, a bunch of her friends come over who worked on the ride with her too. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "What happened?" So I break it down for them, um, and they're like, "That shouldn't. That should never happen. The ride system exists so that doesn't happen." Um, regardless, I was found, you know, responsible, which is fine. I'm okay with it. I did something incorrectly. Sure. So it was my fault. Um, but you know the ride system exists to to not to correct human error and, hu- and the human exists to not let the ride do things it's not supposed to do. So uh, the check and balance failed. So you know kind of the way I looked at it, uh, trying to put a positive spin is, you know I kept someone from really getting injured down the road. Yeah. Because if the train, you know the train that got hit was ready to be dispatched, uh, the train that was coming in was going like six feet per second. So just about as slow as you can go on that track at that point. Um, so they hit very gently. Uh, Andrea Feaster, who was down at Merge at the time would probably say different because the trains basically collided over her head. Yep. Um, and it was very loud. Um, but yeah, no one's hurt. So the way I look at well, it, just Canadians know, and that doesn't really count. Yeah. And that's, that's what I say. Uh, only Canadians were injured in the making. And they weren't moment. even really injured. You know, they were, they were fine and okay. I got a lot of overtime cause I was at the park till like 3am talking to lawyers. That's always good. Um, they have to pay you. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, a very good learning, learning experience going forward in life about that about covering your ass uh yeah you know really knowing what you're doing and <laughs> which is <laughs> maybe that's important sorry We're not l- sure. let me let me rephrase about so, being being comfortable with what you're so doing. How, how's your new job at the nuclear power plant going oh it's it's going great uh i, I just glowing got a, you get a glowing review I, I just got a new boss uh it's <laughs> guy his name's uh uh homer something simpson yeah. maybe uh he's very very good at handling yes nuclear seems, seems, seems more qualified than you are um, which is kind of a sad, scary. Yeah, no, you know, I actually, I, I pulled one safety in the time that I was there, and it was on Indy. At Indy? At Indy, and it was a bullshit safety. You Indy know. was made to break down. But it was the ride that was never supposed to break down. That was what they sold it on. Yeah. Was that Indy would be the ride that would never break down, and then, you know, you've got these, these Jeeps coming into the station spewing hydraulic fluid like it's, you know, Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Um... You know, it's there's just an awkwardness of that thing. There's so many things that go wrong. I, you know, I don't know of any other ride that I can think of that has the downtime that Indy has. No, uh, I remember when it first opened in '95, uh, being like every other kid of teenage years in Southern California had yeah. an annual pass because it was free babysitting for mom and dad. Yeah. Well, so we and, and at the time the park was empty all the damn yeah. time. Yeah, because there was nothing new. I mean. The newest attraction before Indy was probably was probably Star Tours or Splash Mountain ninety one. Star Tours was eighty five. No, Star Tours was in the eighties. Eighty eight. Eighty eight. And Splash Mountain was ninety or ninety one, I think. No, I no. don't know. No. Anyway, nothing new came for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So that was the new big thing. No, and Indy was the start of the Renaissance period. At, at, yeah. At Disney. Uh, Toontown, I guess, is the other. It doesn't it count. Was, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't count. count. There's nothing there that's worth um, it. But I remember the ride would break down so often. And if, if you recall, when the ride first opened, they would hand out the cards that had the Maries. Yep. 
written AT&T, on AT&T. Uh, yeah, Choose Wisely. Yep. Yep. Which is still there, interestingly, on the exit, just no AT&T logo. Yep. Which and I find funny. No, no one has any... Well, because it's from the movie. It's, you know, Choose Wisely. Right, right. From, I, w- uh, I was waiting for that overall, for that fourth movie to do really well, and then overhaul the ride into a Crystal Skull-a-thon mania. It was so sad, that fourth movie. It was not good. Anyway, so the ride broke down so often, and you had the translation trading cards. Is uh, At one point in time, uh, me and a couple of my friends could actually write and read Mari's. Just because you were in the ride yeah. so often yeah. that you were... Yeah, and when, you, when you're three-quarters of the way through, the, through a two-hour queue, you don't want to leave. You know, we'll wait here while you're down. Cause, fix, fix the ride. Right, and so we learned to... Learn to do it, and doubt I, I hope I couldn't anymore. But I know I have a stack of those cards somewhere in a box in my parents' garage, Did, stashed away. How uh, how close are you to uh, your eBay sale? Because I'm actually I've got some things. I've got an open a set of opening pins from California Adventure that are going to go up at some point. Um, I have I have some very nice memorabilia that was legally obtained. I, I have quite the collection. I have uh, two of the final red hot rounds fired. Uh, on the Jungle Cruise before they took away the guns in 03, um, before they switched to the brass ammunition. Mm-hmm. Um, I have uh, a ticket, a cast member-only ticket from the 99 to 2000 uh, switch. It was about yay, so probably about two feet long and about six or eight inches wide. Actual made-entry ticket with no expiration date that's all gleamed out. Uh, so, I mean, that's really only appreciated in value because in 2000... Admission yes. was probably like $45. Uh, it went to, I can so, tell you because in 2003, mm-hmm. it was $48. Good God, so it's probably under under 40 Do you know what the current admission price is right now? I know it just went up and actually yep. uh, went for the first time last week. Uh-huh. Uh, and thankfully, uh, not. my good friend Patrice Tuttle uh, yep. got me and my wife some comps. But I know it's in the 90s. For $137. A single, for a park hopper? For a park hopper. One, one day. One day. One day. 137 God, I remember in junior high it was $21 for think a of, summer annual pass. Think of the number of beers we could be drinking for that $137. I'm trying to think of the last time I had a $137 bar tab for me and my wife, and I can't come up with it. I mean, I don't drink as much as I used to out, um, but uh, that's pretty intense. Yeah. yeah. Seattle beer is a lot cheaper up here. So let's talk really? Seattle a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I grew up in Renton, but I have you know I have spent sparing amounts of time up I here as an that. adult. Uh, I went to Gonzaga. I was a bulldog over in Spokane. Lovely, so, lovely. Um, but I, I know Seattle well. Um, big fan of Jack and Dan's. Big fan of Jack and Dan's. Who isn't? Uh, I actually have met Stockton. He's a great guy. Um, was there during Gonzaga's heyday. Uh, I was there 89 to 92. Okay. So And uh, much like my Disney career, I dropped out of college. <laughs> uh, just like at Disney, I dropped out before I should have gone into management, before, you know, into doing more with my career at Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, university was my high point. That was my big... But what, what all did you know, by the way? In the time you were there, what was, give me the rundown of all the, the training you had at different places. Uh, so in outdoor vending, I was on the yellow team, uh, which at the time covered popcorn, pretzels, and churros uh, before they brought the uh, turkey leg into the park, thankfully. Hey, and the new one is the pork shank. The pork. They have a uh, pork shank uh, that is turkey leg-esque. Okay. Uh, but uh, for our friends in the tribe, you know... Doesn't really work for them. Lovely, but it's a it's a slow roasted uh, shank o pork. Is it is it actually pork? Because I I'm <laughs> I'm under the impression that the turkey leg is actually not turkey; that it's actually ostrich. That would be weird. Yeah. How, how would that work out? 
Well, I don't think turkeys get that big. When, when's the last time you saw a turkey that had a, a leg the size of your forearm? This is conspiracy theory, Mulder. I mean, uh, I'm, it's, a, it's a rumor that I heard I, from somewhere. I don't know. Austin's... I think ostriches are fighting. Maybe emu? Is it maybe emu? Yeah, it might be emu. Maybe it, emu? It, I know it's not. It might be small white child. That, uh, that we dropped in the river and, yeah, and, and marinated and, for a while. And, and was cooked in methane. Marinate the jungle water. Did, uh, I, never, I never was able to light the methane on fire. I really wanted to do that at some point. It's, the bubbles uh, of methane in the morning. It's very opportunistic. You had to, you almost had to, you had to get a brand new Bic lighter and, and strike yep. it. Yep. And then tape it to a canoe paddle and then wedge it on the catwalk dock so it reached out because that was the part that was the spot that really mm-hmm. got going just beyond the catwalk in front of that little in see, uh, Trader yeah. Sam's home yeah see what I would have done is I would have gotten one of the um, the barbecue starter ones okay the lighters yep, those yep. hold a little bit better yeah I would have actually put it on a piece of long bamboo ooh see because you get the length there yep yep and then you you take a boat God, at, I hear that phrase too often you take a take a boat at front load and uh, turn the engine on and gun it yep and then all the methane rises up from the bottom of the decomposition at the bottom of the river where Hoffa's body is. Okay, so to, to they tie off the boat now, and that bothers. Oh, me. on the unload, uh, loading and no, unloading yeah, the boat. Yeah, that bothers me a lot. Okay, and the safety issue I get, I can't count how many eight-hour shifts I spent at front load. Zero people in the water. Yeah. And, you know, the, the phrase still exists, you know, when you come to the park, you leave your brain in the parking structure, parking lot at the time when I was back in the day before. Before there was a structure. Yeah, yeah before the, the fair across the, the entry hey, plaza. It, it finally has gotten good. Yes, yes. It was, uh, I almost didn't recognize it when we walked in yep. um, a couple weeks ago, but it, was, it looked a lot, a lot better. They actually have some decent did you uh, Did you go on with a skipper, you know? Uh, no, went with my wife. No, no, I mean, um, when you were on Jungle. No, I, the, actually the only person that I recognized at the entire ride uh, was Randy Grant. Yes. Who unloaded me. He's, uh, he's grandfathered in, actually. I think he's uh, always going to be a fixture there. Yeah. That may have been the animatronic <laughs> Randy. <laughs> no. Uh, he's been no, there since the 80s. Not animatronic. But he, uh, no, he was the only person I recognized. The guy I went on with, uh, his name was Nick. Yeah. Well, uh, it has been, you know, six years. Uh, eight, actually. Eight because years? So I've been here for six, uh, but I quit to go to graduate school in 2005 okay, oh, in, uh, in Michigan. Okay. I uh, went to Michigan State for graduate school for two years, so um, it's been... Eight years. Eight years. You can't expect that there's there. a lot no. of people still at that job. Uh, no. Sadly, it's probably a larger number than any other career that you could look at. Yeah. If you were working at, at you know, Safeway and came <laughs> back eight years later, what percentage of people do you expect you would recognize? When, and, and so many locations yeah. and, you now, know, movement now, and... Yeah, now when you go back to the 25,000 people who were there, right. it's now 40,000 people working in Anaheim. Right. Uh, you know, of those 25,000, how many are still there? It's probably a tenth, a 15%, yeah. whatever. It, it's a much higher retention rate. I will say this again. I'm not a Disney basher. It's a good company to work for yeah. as a whole. Yeah. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, there are a significant number of people who are still there that I recognize on a, yeah. a basis every time I go in. Uh, I have tons of respect for people who make it a career. Um, and people who move up usually deserve it, and they're great people. Then well, yeah, and, and, like, when I was, when I was home, I uh, had some folks over to the house uh, who I hadn't seen in a while. Uh, Jeff Wheeler, who moved on to facilities yep. six or so years ago. Um, you know, a I'm long-time wait- career. Yeah, I'm waiting for Jackson's cast I'm, member. I'm waiting for Jeff to hit the lottery or leave the park so I can interview him. 
That's, yeah. my, that's the problem is I'm, I'm being respectful of people and their non-disclosure agreements and waiting for some people to, uh, to exit out so I can go have a fun time chatting with them. And uh, Patrice Tuttle, who's, who's still in guest relations. Yep. And then, I remember when she moved to being a plaid. Yeah, and, and that was after I left. Um, and uh, Brian Ellis is actually the only um, person I was real close with when I was there who is still in attractions. He doesn't. He's you know he doesn't spend much time at Jungle anymore from what he tells me. But it's, it's a, a lot parade, of parade leads. Yeah, guest control parade. Yeah. I think he spends a lot of time at What's, trains now. Yeah, so it's interesting seeing those the people. Um, let's cover some things since you know. I think you and I had slightly different social groups, but I know you were there. You were there at the Luau's. Did you go to the Jungle Luau's? That uh, at uh, at Rob Ray and and Cat uh, Thrawkill and Karis. Uh, yep. Yeah, I uh, I think I've I may have attended one or two of those. I. I drank a lot. So you don't remember um, it, so... Yeah, there's there's one point in time when I was spending my summer on the canoes. Um, get to work about 10. Uh, canoe shift start a little later, because why would, in God's good name, would you go on the canoe? First the day, day in the morning? Or ever. I mean, it's a dumb... It's I get it. It's old Disney, and I understand it, but it has really no place. People want to be entertained. They don't want to... Well, but okay, but I'll make the argument that people who are coming maybe from Japan or from... Yeah. That if it's a piece of American culture that they may That's not true. have actually... Anyway, so so when I was working... The, the summer that I... The whole summer where I worked on canoes, I was going to summer school at Long Beach State, taking a class in the morning, get to work about 10, um, work until 6.30 or 7 or so, and then uh, drive to uh, the the aptly named Triskippa House, which I'm sure Adam Rotella uh, will speak to you about later on this week. Yes, I'm looking forward to my... Uh, uh, at one point in time, Adam climbed a tree at that house, and uh, I talked him down in a drunken state. Uh, so get off uh, 6 or 7, go over there. Uh, Brian would usually be getting off around the same time along with Adam, and I can't remember the third person who lived there to make it the Triskippa House. Anyway, uh, so we would, we would, we would drink... Uh, usually there was a tapped keg of some nature, mm-hmm. um, and people would generally come over, and uh, we drink till the wee hours, uh, sleep on a couch floor. So it was basically futon. it was basically college fraternity for non-college people. Yeah, yeah, and and I was in college, and I was an active member in a fraternity, so I enjoyed carrying yeah. that environment over to my summertime activities. Uh, and uh, and then I would wake up and get a fresh costume change and uh, now, shower at work and then now because you were on canoes did you do the canoe races for jungle I did I did I yeah. captained a canoe team for I think three years we should check because a lot of people don't realize that there's um one of the things about working at for Disneyland is there's a lot of extracurricular activities yeah 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 uh, there's a jungle softball team mm-hmm. that I know you were a part of hit it exclamation point everyone is named Skip yep yeah. Uh, which, which is still running. Yeah, and now, they had a good season last year. They actually won. They actually yep. won the title. I went to the uh, the semifinal game, Yep. actually, uh, which was won via forfeit because the other team didn't have enough females. And then they won the championship game. Yeah, it's yeah. always great when we can win by default because other people didn't bring the girls. Right, yes. Um, but, yeah, so we've got the, you know, the, the softball team. But there's canoe races that have been a tradition since the 70s, I think it was. Yeah, when my dad worked in the park in the late 60s and early 70s with a three-year stint in Southeast Asia in the middle, um, he participated in the canoe races. Yeah, so it's been around for a while. And it basically is uh, you get up at a ungodly hour of the morning yep. and come to the park at 4 or 5 in the morning when the sun is barely creaking out of the damn you know, bed. And you uh, paddle around the river to see how fast you could go. Is that a, an apt description of working off your hangover in the morning? Is that how that was? Yes. Uh, and I can't say I only vomited in the river twice. 
Well, but that all adds up. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I never did the canoe races because. I don't know. No, I, I, you know, I had other things going on at the time, and I, I, I think when you're thirty and working a jungle, it's the most awkward age. Because then, you know, your skippers like you guys who were. Who'd have their, thought that thirty is a more awkward age than twenty-one? Well, but you know, the guys who are in their fifties will get invited to the softball league because it's not creepy that they're hanging around. But a guy who's ten years older, you know, you don't. And, and actually, Jack Curlin. I know uh, was was a beast. Skipper Jack my, in his my, my final year on the on the on the rivers of America. Uh, Skipper Jack, I got to tell you that he has he has the system down. Hugs from every pretty cute twenty one year old girl who's ever worked at Disneyland <laughs> as often as he likes, and it doesn't come off creepy because he's a mm-hmm. grandfatherly type. So accurate, accurate. No, he. Uh, I think he has ulterior motives there. Yes, he. So. Uh, when he was paying me for the canoe races, I think it was a. $80 entrance fee or whatever for the for the team. He hands me his $10 bill and he says, Matt, I haven't had this much fun for $10 since the Philippines. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Maurice. Middle name, Maurice. I like that guy. Uh, he is <clears throat> he is the, the grandfather of the jungle. He uh, reminds me a lot of Jonathan Winters. May he rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, so, yeah, no, it was, you know, there were a lot of extracurricular activities that uh, both involved and didn't involve alcohol, um, which was always a good time. Uh, but, well, as we're kind of wrapping up, because you need to get back to work, yeah. um, anything fun as far as uh, celebrity stories? Uh, when when someone says, tell me a jungle story, what's the thing that stands out in your mind? What's your, what's your uh, or just at Disney in general? I mean, what's what are the fun times that you'll never take out of your memory banks? Uh the celebrities I met Zach Braff and Dave Foley who I both gave trips to didn't know that it was Dave Foley until we were done was it Dave Foley in his swollen years uh, no I think he was still doing blow okay because yeah. Yeah, he when he was doing celebrity poker he got large yeah uh, and they were they were both great talked to Zach Braff I was uh, at unload and an evening shift and talked to him for quite a while um, before we put him on with somebody um, great dude, and his he has a giant nose. It looks, <laughs> I was it, wondering where you're going with that. It looks big in in person, in, you know, on TV on Scrubs, but in 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 person, it's just about as big as you think it gets. Uh, Dave Foley was great. Uh, took uh, Dennis Rodman and his was female it? companion with two children around at the was time. It the Carmen it, Electra it was, thing. It was or? not Carmen. Uh, if it, if it was Carmen, I would have led with. I took Carmen around with Dennis Got Rodman. It. Got it. Um, but that was awkward. It was one of those, uh, it was just the four of them. The plaid did not ride. And, uh, yeah, it was just very awkward. I um, um, I don't know if you were around. I had, um, and I've said this a million times on the damn show, but I had uh, Rebecca Romaine on oh, the boat. Oh, nice. She was my favorite uh, celebrity <laughs> moment. Uh, yeah, didn't get too many celebrities. Um, but, no, the, the most fun I had was uh, for the majority of my time, I was a casual temporary, so I'd show up. In early May, when I got done with college, yep. and work until the middle the, of August. You, you were summer mat. Yeah, and uh, I'd show up, and I'd be wearing a bush hat, and you'd get these these CRs that kind of got hired in February, April, May. Yep. Wouldn't who, know uh, who you were, but then you suddenly had everyone's respect. Right, and and I show up, and Jerry's like, "Oh, you're back, front load. Have fun," and they're getting all mad because I'm in a three man at front load, and they're in a four man at unload. They're like, wait, yep. why? Why is the new guy? Just be quiet. It's okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Dave Marley still gets a kick out of calling me rookie whenever he sees me. Yep. 
um, which is few and far between. Um, but I just, I, the, the most fun I had was probably actually my first two years when I was still working nights because we had so many old timers, um, uh, people like Alan Douglas uh, and his now ex-wife Michelle um, who worked there on nights because they wanted to work nights. Alan, Alan still works at DCA. And actually, Michelle lives up here. I might need to get you in contact with her to maybe uh-huh. do an interview. Um, do you well, know her at all? Have you ever met her? I don't. It doesn't ring a bell. I mean, I, I've met so many people that... Yeah. Yeah. We, um, um, we're working on some skips from the 60s. Nice. It's going to be kind of awesome. We're, I got a, got a guy who hired in 72 who I'm taping with in a week and a half. Oh, that's awesome. So, uh, But yeah, my first two summers win... I cared a whole lot less about efficiency, which is seemed which seemed to be the way I went in my later years when it became well, at, a job. At the time, it, at the time, you didn't need to do efficiency because yeah. I was there on a Wednesday in May, and the upper queue was all the way open. Yeah, that never happened. No, I mean Jung- when when uh, Jungle got popular, good, good. I mean that's great, but I but I think when the the increased safety measures, which are nice, slows and down good, the queue. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's so much slower. Let's, let's be honest, it's not nice and good. It's, it's pedantic well, no, it's, button It's nice pushers. that the rides got popular. It's nice that they got popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the safety features are abysmal. Right. You know, it's, and you know, yes, there were lawyers involved, and I'm sure that they did their research. Uh, it slows the ride down. Yep. You know, they're, over the course of the ride, the number of accidents, the, the reason why the damn ticket prices are going up is because of the number of people who are lawsuit happy, yep. including cast members, yeah. who bog the whole thing down for everyone. You know, it's, yeah, it's atrocious. Yeah, I'm, I'm still anticipating, I, you know, when when I got, when I went and got told that they're tethering the boats and that kind of deal, I was like, ah, I was anticipating more of a, of a pirate ride system or, you know, like, uh, like Small World, where it's a convey, a load and unload conveyor that's yeah. actually dispatched. And the way it is seems just very stopgap until they go down for a major rehab and they can actually install a dispatch system. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've thought that for a long time. And but then, then you add staffing costs. Right. I think it's fine the way it is. I think what they needed was a, a, a pusher on the far side of the boat that would push the boat into the dock oh, and, hold, yeah. and hold it there yeah, yeah, yeah. and then release and dispatch from that point. Kind of like uh, on the like the flume rides at like Six Flags. Yeah, so basically you, you pull the boat up to front load, your presence brings up a bar in the front of the boat that, that restricts forward yeah. movement, and then you have a sidebar that pushes it in to the dock to hold it there so the boat stays st- sturdy. Yep. And then you have one of the one of the loaders. The front load will just release the boat when the all clear is given. It, it's a, I, it takes too damn yeah. much time the way it is now. Yeah. And the boat's under power, which is an issue. The boat shouldn't be under yeah. power yep. when it's loading. Um, it's wear wear and tear on the engine. It just doesn't make any sense. But, yeah. You know they do their research. I'll give them the credit. They're they're scientists. When and now science. You know, like I said, I think it's a stopgap measure. Because yeah. something needed to be done quickly. Because I, yeah. I guess you know someone was injured, which in years and years and years hadn't happened. But you no, know it happened, so no, a measure people, has to be taken. People, no. But here's the thing: is people get injured all the time based upon their own stupidity. Yeah. It's not because of the ride. It's because people don't use any damn common yeah. sense when they're at yep. the park, and you have to you know to go for the lowest common denominator. I uh, I do enjoy the mind the gap sign at load, which I mean. It, it, just, it makes me laugh. I wish they would have put the, you know, the... The traditional the, British one? Yeah, I yeah. think that would have been great. You know, not themed super great, but I think people would have gotten a kick out of that. Um, but, you know, uh, it kind of it is what it is at this point. Yep. 
Yeah, no, it's, you know, and, and the questions, well, one of the things I ask everyone is, do you see for the 50th, uh, the 100th anniversary in 2055, is the Jungle Cruise still there and is it in its current form? What do you think? Yeah, uh, I think so. Um, the, it's such a tremendous amount of space that I don't know what they would turn it into. Like you said, the the popularity seems to have increased. I don't know what their actual daily ride capacity is anymore. Yeah. Well, Avatar, um, Avatar Land, basically, you know. Oh, Just God. make it an Avatar ride-through boat ride. If, if they took that out, I'd... okay over here? Yeah, fine. If... if uh, if they if they turn the Jungle Cruise into an Avatar ride, I will I will revolt. Um, that was actually the April Fool's joke this year from oh, Disney. Good, good, great. Where they had the hippos colored green, and it was pretty funny. Uh, no, I, I I mean you know it's it's evolved you know from its initial uh, deal you know it, adding in some stuff and taking stuff away. But when you really look at it, the core of what it started at in '55 is still there. Yeah. Um, you know when it when it went to a to a narrations attraction in the 90s I, I think that was if I see a change I think I see it going that way more to a ride operated almost I mean I could almost see it going to a to a flume type attraction yep um, to correct some of that safety efficiency problems mm-hmm. with a you know with a hired performer you have the tip on this with a hired performer yeah. well uh, yeah I think we've we've argued for a long time that you need to have uh, some level of casting well, casting and also training people how to do the damn ride. Yeah. Because that, that's where you're missing out on it. You don't have, you know, people being taught how to be funny and how to interact and perform. Hold on, we got a bus going by. UPS. I take the bus to work now. Seattle. It's weird. It's yeah, weird. Seattle. Yeah. It strips away all your masculinity and then it gives you a large truck to compensate. Yeah. So, well, yeah, and I think, you know, the... I guess the kind of other stock question that I threw out there is, you know, I think I know the answer because I, I know you. You know, jungle gets in your skin. Yeah. And have you had your shots is what I'm trying to say to get it out? Nope. Nope. Uh, so I've been married for three years. Uh, we had a very small wedding. It was in our backyard um, in West Seattle. We took a what I call a party bus to Palisade, a restaurant in Magnolia. And uh, on the way back with everybody nice and oiled up, um, I gave a trip on the way back. Um, and everyone... You know, my close family and my wife's close family, all very active and enjoyable Disney families. So everyone got a kick out of it. It was great. Um, in, in, it's, there's, it'll never be gone. And, yeah, but, but and, and now has, that I can keep my beard, yeah. I might go back. Well, you know, Seattle already has the Jungle Cruise uh, 2.0. We have the, the Ducks. The Duck Tour. The Duck Tour, which is yeah. ripped off joke for joke from the Jungle Cruise. Accurate. Very it, accurate There statement. is more jungle jokes told there than on the current jungle cruise there's there's jungle jokes told on southwest airlines there's i mean you name it you're gonna hear a corny pun somewhere about something i mean i still use it in my daily life yep you know it's i'll see a patient and you know it's, it's been a pleasure having you i hope you've really enjoyed being had today and they just don't get it yep and that's exactly what it used to be and i'm yep. not doing it for the laugh from them i'm doing it for the laugh from me well, and that's how that's how jungle is best yeah. served is when we did it for ourselves and when we made the other skips laugh and entertained them mm-hmm. that was when it worked so well because the guests got the energy yeah 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 and it, even if they didn't get a joke or two and the fact that there were different styles the fact that you could go and you could have 
a Sherry doing one kind of a, a, a thing, and you know a Maynard doing a different thing, and Benny doing a different thing. You know, and every joke, you know, every setup and every group of things was different. We did that shit to entertain each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no you know, doubt. it's great. Yes, that it's nice that they prune the, the the tree every once in a while and make the things happen that need to happen. But the reality of the the end of it is that you know we were there having a great time, and the guests were laughing along. Yeah, and very few times, statistically, someone was going to be offended. Yeah. And statistically, I hope so. Yeah, and statistically, someone was going to trip and fall in the boat and break their damn leg. <laughs> I mean, my favorite joke, and you could only use it once a year, is on Fourth of July. You know, very routine, low joke. Anyone from out of the country, and you prayed on Fourth of July that you got someone from Britain. Uh-huh. From England. Yep. Because it was, it, I mean, the jokes write themselves at that point. Hey, thank you. Thanks for losing. Happy happy 4th of July. And, and, and it was funny because it was almost meant to offend, but it was so funny to everyone else yep. who wasn't from Britain. Now, if you got a boat full of them, you'd probably want to jump over the side. Um, but uh, I think I'd like to think you'd have the amount of savvy to not... And British people have a nice dry humor, so yeah, yeah, they would get it anyway. I think I got flipped off once or twice, but well, well worth it and all in jest. And the good thing is, you were there every summer, so you didn't have to worry about you know parsing through the rest of those dry months to get to the Fourth of July. So no, I'd I'd show up, and it was it was great, and I I loved it. And uh, if I didn't love Seattle as much as I do, I'd I'd probably try to make a comeback. And I was really happy when we went that the trip. We only went on it once. Yep. And my wife wanted to go on again. I'm like, nope. We went on it. Just I, had a, I had a good trip. It's perfect. I saw my boots in the ticket office upstairs. I'm good to go. Yep. And that's that's a perfect place for us to wrap it up. Uh, sorry you can't be with us tomorrow night for our great Seattle Skipper Fest. Uh, it's our first annual uh, gathering of all the skippers that live in Seattle. So there's three of us other than you. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, may make this an annual tradition as my fiance is in love with the city. Uh, mainly because the beer is better than, than in California. Yeah, um, I believe. And the public transit and the housing prices and the weather. Uh, there's a lot of pluses. I, I believe we're in the top three nationally From in uh, microbrews. Yeah, microbrews is awesome over here. We hit the uh, Issaquah Brew House. Oh, nice. The Rogales. Nice. Yeah. So that's the place to hit. We're going to have a, um, it's a dark chocolate stout brownie with a chocolate stout uh, reduction sauce over the top. What? Yeah, it's badass. Are, uh, are you guys staying out in Snoqualmie? Uh, we, yeah, we're actually out in North Bend, and then we're going to be on Lake Quinault okay. uh, in the rainforest for three nights in a little cabin. Ooh. And I plan on telling Jungle Cruise jokes until my fiance <laughs> wants to punch me. Uh, there's a really cool bar in West Seattle. Are you taking the ferry over? Yeah. yeah. In West Seattle, there's a bar called the Beverage Place. Uh-huh. It's right at California and Fauntleroy. And it is awesome. They have a really, really good beer selection on your way to or from. Mm-hmm. Might be a nice little stop. Cool beans. Well, Matt, yeah. always a pleasure. For Been sure. Forever and ever, eight years or so. But yeah, yeah, the joys of Facebook and reconnecting with people who you haven't seen forever. So. For sure. So, uh, And everyone else, uh, just to give you quick reminders, uh, hit us up on our uh, uh, Twitter page, uh, Twitter feed, at uh, SkipCast. We're on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash junglecruise, C-R-E-W-S. If you're a skipper or know a skipper who'd like to appear on the program, uh, give us an email at junglecruise at gmail.com. And for everyone else out there in the wilds of internet land, uh, kungaloosh, and we'll see you guys next time.